What's up, Seekers of Strength? Welcome back to another inspiring episode of Gathering Strength. I'm your host, and today we're embarking on a remarkable journey through the lessons learned from a life-altering experience. Iron Man Santa Cruz. Last Sunday, I crossed the finish line at Iron Man Santa Cruz in 6 hours and 50 minutes. A little PR for myself. No big deal. But man, I came away with once again learning some valuable lessons that that cannot be bought, only earned by embarking on this transformative journey. A lesson that only can be paid with blood, sweat, tears, and electrolytes. Leading up to this Ironman journey, all week I created a bunch of podcasts leading up to race day. Let's see. To recap, episode 151 was the beginning of Iron Man week, and I spoke about its origins, the Iron Man ethos, and lifestyle. Episode 152, I introduced y'all to the triathlon titans, i.e. Frodino, Aiden, Boyle, Team Hoyt. <laughs> if those names don't ring any bells, well, hey, I further acquaint you within that podcast episode 152 so go learn about those triathlon titans and then continue down the path to episode 153 iron man week okay, talking about the iron man experience episode 154 intertwining iron man with the divine you know what because on my iron man journey you know, it was much more about going 140.6 miles, 70.3 miles. I had to intertwine my Ironman journey with a higher power. So if you want to learn about my Ironman journey a little bit more in depth, you can, hey, tune into that podcast episode. And hey, even if you're not considering embarking on an Ironman journey, you can still learn from another man's lessons. And hey, you, I, I brought back some gems, some nuggets of gold, nuggets of wisdom for other people to learn about. So go check that one out. Episode 155 is Embracing Solitude, the Ironman journey. And I found that that was a, a principle that you know a lot of people don't really consider and yeah man when you go on your iron man journey you're going to have to embrace solitude hey but don't worry there's going to be a lot of things to keep you company when you're out there on a 75 mile bike ride followed by a 10 mile run swimming 4,000 yards you know just whatever you're going to be by yourself in dark places literally figuratively, metaphorically, but it's all good because you, we're in that that Ironman journey for the transformative process. And part of that transformative process is in solitude. As I crossed the finish line of Ironman Santa Cruz, I discovered that this grueling triathlon wasn't just about physical endurance. It was about unlocking the potential of the human spirit. The diversity of participants ranging from different ages, genders, ethnicities, and body types served as a living testament to the strength that lies within us all. 
but it doesn't end there. Iron Man Santa Cruz taught me profound lessons in humility and the importance of not judging the human body by its cover. In a society obsessed with image, this story challenges the status quo and unveils the hidden power within us all. So whether you're an athlete, a dreamer, or simply someone seeking inspiration and wisdom, stay tuned because I'm going to dive deep into these life-changing lessons from the heart of Iron Man Santa Cruz. Get ready to be uplifted, motivated, and reminded of the remarkable potential that resides within each of us. Stay tuned because we're going to uncover the triumph of the human spirit and the incredible lessons it has to offer. I always kick off my podcast episodes with a quote by Warren Buffett. He said, the more you learn, the more you earn. And by golly, you gonna learn today. You already know, I want you to have the buff body, the buff mind, the buff spirit, and the buff bank, because man, life is heavy, and we're not always gonna have a spot. But luckily for you, I got your back, so let's get into it. Now the race was on a Sunday, and one little thing that I like to do for myself and my family is I like to get to the event, the destination, the town, or wherever a marathon or a race is taking place. I like to go there a few days before just to soak it in. While my family and I, we are very familiar with Santa Cruz and the boardwalk area, which was the destination of this Ironman. You know, this was going to be the first time that I participated in an Ironman in Santa Cruz. This was my third Ironman event. I did Ironman Oceanside, and then I did the full Ironman California last October. And like I said before, I like to get there a few days ahead just to soak in the energy, the environment, just the overall, you know, ethos of everything. And there's definitely a tangible, positive vibe that you can feel. You know, when you get to these destinations, particularly an Ironman, it's awesome to see people on their tri-bikes with their futuristic helmets, hearing the the sounds of their sprockets as they, uh, you know, zoom past, and then seeing the the super fit people running, you know, and then, man, intermingle that with a California beach setting. Seeing the people swim out on the beach, standing on the shores, looking out into the ocean, you know, surveying the, 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 the water, man, just everything. It was a beautiful environment to really immerse yourself in. I would recommend it for anyone, even if you, even if you don't plan on participating in the event, just seeing the different ages, the genders, the ethnicities, the diversity you would think that you know some of these people their age or their body type you'd be like what you're doing the iron man you're doing the full iron man it's like wow all right you know let's go and i think that that is a powerful reminder of the human's indomitable spirit and prior to me embarking in this endurance world you know it was one of those mental maps that i had constructed to help me make sense of the world that when I saw these people who you wouldn't 
pick out in a lineup to do a marathon or an Ironman, whether they were too old or their body type didn't fit the status quo body type. And then to see them, you know, passing you up, it's like, man, it it really deconstructs the perspective that you have about the world. And it's like, man, I had it all wrong. Anyway, so we get up there Friday to the hotel. We check in and we're staying at the hotel right across the street from the volleyball courts. And there's a little pool in the hotel and we're swimming. And one of the things that they don't tell you about triathlon, well, first of all, you know, tri means three, the swim, bike, run. That's obvious enough, right? You know, what? I'm going to add in another discipline that they don't tell you about, and that's finances. Yep, all this stuff costs money. And there is a couple stories that I heard or, you know, that I stumbled upon in some of these Ironman groups where people, they had to... Um, They had to cancel their race and their reservations because they they couldn't afford the airfare or couldn't afford the the hotel or whatever. So, man, if you're going to embark on an Ironman journey, not only do you need to have your swim game, your bike game, and your run game, you need to have a strong financial game because it is not cheap to do these things. It's not cheap to stay in a hotel in Santa Cruz and then, you know, be able to buy, you know, breakfast, lunch and dinner. And then, you know, if if you want to take your your kids to go into the arcade or, you know, whatever, you know, buy a couple souvenirs, this and that, yada, yada, man, you, you got to have some money. So that is the unofficial fourth discipline of having a successful Ironman experience. You're going to need to save some money. So Friday for us was just chilling. We were swimming. We went down to the uh, to the restaurant. It's like right on the corner of the pier. I think it's called the Ideal Bar. But man, they have great food there. I ran into a local acquaintance. His name's Forrest. That dude's super fast. He finished in six hours. I don't know, in like something minutes. Like I don't know, ten minutes, twenty minutes, something like that, something along those lines. But finished super fast. Uh, cross paths with him it was great to see a familiar face and that was another little surprising thing about doing this race I saw some people who I know you know I'm not friends with them but I saw relentless Diana out there I saw her or came across her profile as I embarked on this Ironman journey and uh, I don't know exactly how I got familiar with her but it was online and then I saw her at the beginning of Oceanside, uh, right right before we were setting ourselves up in the race swim shoot, and you know it was cool to see her there. And then I saw her at, in Ironman California when we were prepping our our bikes leading up to the day before our the Ironman race. And then I saw her um, uh, at this last Ironman Santa Cruz in the run portion. And man, what a strong woman. I don't know. She's done a hundred of these things. Uh, her Instagram is Relentless Diana. And she has a great a great uh, social media profile. Lots of aw- awesome positive content. And yeah, it was cool to see her at the three triathlons that I did. <laughs> Small world. And then I saw my buddy Wayne. Once again, a 
acquaintance who I connected with. And, you know, I, I had tried to do a couple training sessions with him and his son. But, you know, for one reason or another, it just didn't work out. And I saw him the morning of... Um, I don't know, it was 6 o'clock in the morning and I'm at my bike. We're all in our wetsuits. And then he has a very unique, um, I don't know, face. <laughs> like he's he's older, but he looks like The Rock and Jimmy Superfly Snooker. He has a bald head, an awesome handlebar mustache, and he's just jacked, man. He's fit. And I, I, I saw him. I went up to him. I was like, hey, Wayne, what's up? It's me, your boy, Ruby Rube. He's like, who? I was like, hey, you know, um, I, I tried to uh, connect with you on social media. And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 what's up? And so it was cool to see him. I saw him out on the run portion too, which is super cool. But anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself. Friday, we just did the touristy stuff, you know, enjoying the beautiful weather, the pool, the hot tub. Went down, dipped our toes in, in the ocean. You know what? I even went for an ocean swim. Yeah, there was a meetup. I forget who was hosting the meetup. I just saw um, a bunch of people in their wetsuits who were about to be going out into the ocean. I saw the group. They had posted. I don't know which freaking group it was on. I don't know. There's too many things to, to list. But on social media, I saw a event I must have responded to. But it's like, hey, you have a event to go to in 15 minutes. I was like, what's, what's this all about? So I click on it and it's like, hey, this group is going to be swimming at 5.30 for a practice swim. And then so I looked at my watch. I was like, oh man, it's, it's 5.10. I'm not going to make it. One thing that I hate to do is rush. And then so I started to like, I was like, all right, how am I physically, mentally, spiritually? Am I ready to go out? jump into my wetsuit and run down there and go meet up with these guys and then I was like yep I am because it was going to be either swim then Friday or you know wait until race day and I'm glad that I was able to quickly get on my wetsuit throw something into my belly drink some easily accessible electrolytes doing my wetsuit and then I ran down there which was, you know, a hop, skip, and a jump away. Next thing you know, bada boom, bada bing, I'm swimming with a group of like-minded individuals out to these buoys, and I'm glad that I was able to get that swimming because it really helped me, you know, build some confidence and prime those muscles and get rid of some nervous race day energy. And I was able to knock out that swim. I didn't go too hard because, you know, you want to save save all that energy and your muscles for race day. And that's exactly what I did. So knocked out the swim, ran up uh, down and under the boardwalk and met up with my family. They were over there right in front of that Dream Inn looking for seashells. And so I was able to link up with them. After that, and that's where I was rinsing off. And I don't know, I'm a little bit of a social butterfly. And I started talking with this one guy. Uh, his name is Ivan. Small world. I was able to connect with him after doing the Ironman. And we had a great conversation. We were talking about the swim, the seals. He told me about how he just got back from Finland. And, you know, he, he had just did an Ironman in Finland. I was like, oh, wow, this guy's about that life. Traveling to other countries. 
to participate in an Ironman. Super cool. So we were talking about that. And, you know, as a family man, I have kids who are starting to get a little bit rambunctious. They're hungry. The wife is probably, you know, ready to go too. So I had to cut the conversation short with him. And I thought, you know, it was just, hey, all right. Bon voyage, my guy. Never to be seen again. And lo and behold, that Sunday evening, you know, I'm on social media and his profile gets recommended to me. I was like, is that is that my guy who I was talking to by the bathrooms as we were both rinsing off sand and salt from the ocean? And yep, I, I click on the profile. It was him. So I added him as a friend. So shout out to, to my boy, Ivan, who, man, he finished his Ironman or this this course in like four hours and something minutes i don't know it was it, it was within four hours super fast i don't know how people do this but you know he he's obviously has the the motor and the gas and the energy and the vitality and it's humbling to me just knowing that people out there exist and it's like man what what am i missing what am i not getting because he finished his race in four hours and something minutes i finished mine in six hours and 50 minutes which was a pr no big deal six hours and 50 minutes that's good for me but if you are a a pro and you know you had your your heart set on finishing in three hours and 50 minutes and then you cross the finish line in 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 my time six hours and 50 minutes you're gonna be like damn I, i suck but here i am you know celebrating that six hours and 50 minutes i'm like oh hell yeah i will take it but you know and that's one of the beautiful things about these endurance races is we're truly not racing anybody except for ourselves it doesn't matter if that person goes faster or slower it doesn't matter all you do is your best and that's all that matters now Friday comes and goes. We wake up Saturday. I do my little shakeout run. I ran uh, two miles up and down the boardwalk, and you know, really just once again soaking it in. It was a beautiful run. I started running maybe about like 5:45, 6 o'clock in the morning. It was a little bit of fog, which was to be expected in Santa Cruz, especially in the morning. And I ran all the way out to the pier, and I looked down to where you can see the seals and man it looked like there was a thousand of them that was the most seals that i've ever seen there before and then so i start to think to myself i'm like man if there's a thousand seals here right now what's it gonna look like come swim time and then i think to myself you know i don't think there's any rules stating that you can't hold on to a seal and have them drag you all the way from the beginning of the swim to the swim end i don't think uh, iron man has any rules that would disqualify you against that so i was like man if that opportunity presents itself i'm gonna mount onto one of these seals and i'm just gonna charge forward on it unfortunately that situation didn't happen and i had to you know rely on myself which was all good now saturday like i was saying did that shakeout run I went back to the hotel. My wife, she went out on her run, took some photos, and then we made our way over to the Ironman Village. I checked in my bike, put the stickers on, listened to an athlete briefing, and then 
you know, just got everything squared away. And then as we're walking out, you know, one of the things about the the race day expos, whether it's a marathon or an Ironman, you know, first of all, I don't need any more race day swag. It is nice to look. I always, you know, fantasize about like, oh, I would buy that. I'd buy that, that, and that. And initially, you know, I would do that. But now it's like, man, I have more than enough exercise equipment, exercise gear, this and that. So it's like, I don't need any more of this stuff. And then just for shits and giggles, I start to check some of the prices of these cool Ironman shorts and these cool Ironman hats and jackets and shirts. And one of these shirts, it was like $78, $85 for a workout shirt simply because it has an Ironman logo. And I guess this brand, Lululemon, I thought that that was a women's brand, but I don't know exactly who they are, what their demographic is. But man, I, I was like, is this Gucci? Is this Versace? Because man, 85 bucks for a shirt? No thank you. I'd rather run with my shirt off and let everyone see these muscles that I got. So we were able to manage you know, not buying anything, which is a nice little victory because like I said, I don't need any more exercise, workout gear, or anything like that. I have it all. I am abundantly blessed. Now, Saturday, we went over to the boardwalk. And walking from the Race Day Expo to the boardwalk, man, there was like a beach volleyball tournament, a bunch of super fit people in their swim shorts and bikinis, setting, serving, spiking very competitively. I was like, man, what an awesome, like, stereotypical California beach. There's, I don't know. There's thousands of people down there. You had all of the Ironmen, the participants, the spectators, the volunteers. You had all of the people watching the volleyball games, the spectators, participants, volunteers. And then on the actual boardwalk, there was, I don't know, some Mexican Heritage Day. There was a bunch of... Uh, Mexicans doing their Mexican cultural festival stuff. They had the mariachi bands. They had the dancers. They had the guys in their mariachi suits. They had the women in their beautiful flowy dresses. You had all of the beachgoers who weren't expecting any of this stuff. And there was just thousands of people. Beautiful weather. And we had a great time. We... Or my family went on a, a couple rides. We played some games. But then after that, I was like, hey, daddy needs to go get off his feet because I need to traverse 70.3 miles tomorrow. So luckily, I married the right the right woman because she's strong. She's capable. She's competent. She is caring, supportive, and every other positive adjective that I can pile on top of her. She's all of that. So I'm like, hey, babe, I'm going to go back to the hotel and take a load off for a little bit and so she stood there with the kids played some more games i think they walked away with i don't know a thousand tickets and the, the the next time that i saw them they had a bunch of things that they were able to redeem their tickets for and i was like all right hey i'm glad everyone is having a great time you know what this is what we're here for we are immersed in everything that's going on 
we're immersed in the Santa Cruz culture unexpectedly the the Mexican culture unexpectedly the volleyball tournament culture and you know the Ironman lifestyle going on so man blessings upon blessings it's awesome to be able to be a part of this community and contribute to it on a positive manner so we end up with that and we're now eating dinner once again at that restaurant that's right right across from the pier I had a, a, a chicken parmesan chicken parmesan with a bunch of beefy penne noodles and I was like oh yeah this is going down and then once again being the dad you know I, I have to finish everyone's food because I'm not going to let this food go to waste I had to finish my daughter's food my son's food I even ate a little bit of my wife's food. I'm like, hey, hopefully this doesn't give me the bubble guts out on any portion of the race tomorrow. Anyways, after dinner, it was back up to the hotel. We went into the hot tub, relaxed for a little bit. And then, hey, we were probably in bed by 9 o'clock. And then I am a morning person. So at 7 o'clock start time, man, that's that's sleeping in for me. I get to sleep in for a little bit. But nope, my circadian rhythm keeps me on point. And I was probably up around 4.20 a.m. And then I had my alarm set for 4.45 because, I, hey, I was a hop, skip, and a jump away from the transition area. I, I was like centrally located for everything. Now I wake up. I do my morning routine, I do my stretching, my eating, my journaling, my reading, my praying, my visualizing, my meditating, a lot of ings, a lot of ing going on. And then exactly at six o'clock, I step out the door, walk on over, drop off my race day bag, sort out my gear so it is easily accessible after I come out from the swim. And then after that, hey, I mosey on over to the race swim start. Once again, I don't know, thousands of people down there. And it feels empowering. You know, walking down there in a wetsuit, you just feel like, hey, you you and everybody else who's wearing a wetsuit, we are all about to embark on a journey, a adventure. And whether... Or not if that was your first time or your 20th time doing it. You know, adventure awaits. Those, those, that energy of nervous excitement, the anticipation, just everything about it. If that doesn't get you nervously excited, then I don't know, man. Check your pulse because you might be uh, one of those lizard people that the internet has conspiracies about. Anywho, so before the race starts... It was about 6.30. I take my pre-workout supplement and I let that digest in my belly for a little bit. And then I go out for a nice little warm-up swim, you know, just to get acquainted and acclimated with the water. And I swim for about, I don't know, 10, 12 minutes. And I come back. I set myself up with the pace group. I I set myself up between, I think it was a 35 and 40-minute people. And I finished in 41 minutes. So I was about right on par with the Pacers. And my family, hey, you know what? Guess what? They were able to find me within the race day swim shoot. And took, took a nice little family photo. And then hugs and kisses were, were exchanged. 
and then it wouldn't be too long before it'd be my time to hightail it into the ocean and go tackle and knock out that swim. And that's exactly what happened. Before you knew it, it was my time to listen for that buzzer and then go running off. And as soon as I got up into the beginning where it was going to be my turn to run out into the swim, hey, guess who I saw? My family, front row and center with their cell phones out, taking some video or photos of their old their old dad, you know, going out to embark on an Ironman swim. That was awesome. And then, so there I am, you know, out there swimming. And one thing that I know about the swim, a key attribute, at least for me, that really helps me is just the ability to stay calm, pace yourself. The ocean is so big and your strokes seem so insignificant. And what I learned from swimming in Ironman Oceanside was not to panic. Don't try to swim faster because it doesn't feel like you're moving. Just know that every single stroke that you are you know, pulling back, you are moving forward even though it may not feel like it. Now with that knowledge and understanding in my mind, hey, I was able to find solace knowing that, hey, I just need to trust the process, trust my stroke, trust my ability, and before you know it, I'll be running through the transition onward to my bike. And a little tip that I developed for myself was, you know, the Ironman swim, that is a big goal. It's 1.2 miles or if you're doing the full 2.4 mile swim. But hey, don't focus on the entirety of the swim. Just focus on getting to that buoy right there. And then when you get to that buoy, just re it will reaffirm that you are making forward progress and then focus to the next buoy. And once again, it reaffirms you're making progress and then focus on that buoy. So rather than focusing on the enormity of the swim, I just focus on every single buoy, celebrated, reaffirmed I was moving forward, trusting the process, calming myself down, feeling gratitude, feeling grateful, feeling humble, feeling just awesome and empowered and confident. I was like, man, all right, we are doing this. I am doing it. We're doing it. Now, amongst all of that, you know, there is the chaos, the chaos of being in a big swim pack. You know, hey, some people swimming sideways, some people back floating, some people completely oblivious to where they are. They're not even looking up. You know, maybe your your goggles are starting to fog and some people start to panic. One of the things that I realized about my goggles, but, you know, far too late into the swim I was about three quarters I I was around the bend and my goggles started started to fog up and the lens they were already you know dark so and then the the weather it was foggy so we had a foggy foggy goggles darkness already you know fogginess and you know a, a bunch of people swimming so once again that's a recipe for a disaster but once again I put my coping mechanisms in place, focus on the process, focus on the short-term goals, which was just, you know, swimming a buoy to buoy. Before you know it, I was able to complete the swim in 41 minutes, saw my family once again. They must have scurried on over to the uh, swim exit because they were front and center right there. 
gave my little daughter a kiss, my son a high five, and hey, making my way over to the bike. One of the things that I noticed, which was a great idea, I'm gonna do this next time, was you know, people they were leaving their their sandals, their chanclas next to the swim exit, that little swim chute. And, you know, because they they did that, they were probably able to save scuffing up their feet, making that long transition from the swim to T1. Now, for the people who didn't do that, hey, man, that that uh, that gravel or sidewalk or that little path that we were on, I don't know, it was a little bit rough. Had I would have known that, I probably would have toughened my feet a little bit more. I would have implemented walking on hot coals during my uh, my my Ironman training. But hey, never, nevertheless, I was able to endure that and make my way over to the bike. One of the things that I was bummed out about was how we couldn't eat at our bikes because of the turf situation. And, you know, so that kind of forced me to hurry up and get on the bike and bring my nutrition with me on the bike. And I, I had to juggle for a little bit eating some food. I, I, I had a little bagel, a power bar. Some, uh, I, I swallowed down some gels before going, drank some electrolytes. And, hey, next thing you know, we're on the bike course now. The bike in one simple word, it was epic. Amazing, beautiful. Fantastical. It definitely did not disappoint. There were some hills, but in my humble opinion, I they weren't too bad. I did um, Ironman Oceanside, and they had some hills. They, they, you know, they even had names for the hills, and they were called the Three Marias, and those were some steep hills. Those hills were so steep that a significant amount of people had to like dismount from their bikes. And walk up the hill. And I was like, oh, hell no. Um, That was one little thing that I saw. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to stay clipped in. And I'm just going to muscle this through. And within Ironman Santa Cruz, there wasn't any particular point where I even considered dismounting. I don't think I saw anyone dismounting to walk up the hill. Um, they They were awesome. And as I look at the data in my Garmin watch via the Santa Cruz Road Cycling GPS Monitoring System. Let's see, man. We hugged the entire uh, California coastline. We went through Wilder Ranch State Park. Then we passed up Four Mile Beach, uh, Coast Diary State Beach, Panther Beach, Shark Fin Cove Beach. Scott Creek Beach, Cliffs Beach, China Ladder Beach, Greyhound Rock Beach. Man, all the way up to freaking damn near Pigeon Point State Park. 26 miles up, 26 miles back. And like I said, yeah, hugging the California coastline. And when you think about it, how beautiful is the California coastline? People from all over the world flock to California to catch a little glimpse of whatever piece of coastline that they can get a glimpse of. And us Ironman Santa Cruz participants, we got to immerse ourselves and damn near block off the entire freeway. (laughs) So apologies to any people 
whose uh, picnic we we might have uh, ruined because yeah there was they weren't letting much traffic through. There was a a couple cars that that I don't know seemingly got on the track somehow. I don't know if they were there illegally or whatnot, but yeah, that was pretty interesting. And then also on the bike ride, you know it. The, the bike ride, that's where you have time to like really think. That's where you have time to get in, get in the zone. You have time to look at your surroundings. You just have time because that is going to be the largest portion of time in an Ironman event is going to be on the bike. Now, as I'm making my way out from the transition, I you know, hop on my bike and I'm just pedaling through. And then once we leave the raucous spectators and all their cowbells uh, cow and their whistles and every other noise maker that is on that course. And once we start to get out into deep water where there's no one there other than a aid station which is spread out every 14 miles. Hey, it's just you, your fellow participants and, you know, your, your fortified mind. And there I am, you know, just pedaling my little heart away. And it's fascinating because, you know, people, they're passing me up. I don't know if they're sprinting to the finish or whatnot, but, you know, on my first race, I got caught up in the hoopla. I wanted to, to be able to keep up with people. And I was like, you know, I'm going to keep up with that guy. He looks strong. And little did I know that I was going to be blowing up at, uh, you know, later on down the line. And, you know, that was one thing where I was just like, hey, you know, people, they can pass me up all they want. I'm sticking to my game plan. I'm staying my little heart rate. I'm going to stay focused. And, you know, I'm going to just trust the process once again. And now that I'm once again, you know, I have that mindset of running my own race. People are passing me up. I'm passing up people, um, you know, try not to crash trying not to hit any potholes or any obstacles that may be out on the race course it is kind of fascinating to see all of the little items that fall off people's bikes from complete water mounts to full water bottles to you know some people's even freaking helmet visors which i'm sure that that sucks big time because you know those those cycling visors they aren't cheap and if you happen to hit one of those rumble strips one that you're not aware of and you have a loose couple uh velcro strips or a couple screws that were already loose hey those rumble strips i'm sure that they rumbled you right out of your your cycling shoes if you didn't have those things strapped on but getting back to you know passing people up and being passed up it was fascinating to see people who you know i'm 39 years old i'm around up and say that i'm 40 and i found it fascinating to see people who seemingly look physically like they have no muscle they're, they they could be completely skinny or even on on the bigger side maybe a little bit of uh, some thunder thighs and muffin top going on yet Hey, they're they're passing me up, and not only are they passing me up, they are just disappearing out onto the cycling course horizon, never to be seen again. And I'm like, man, how does that 
How does that work? It really puts into perspective how much I don't know about the things that I don't even know. Because if you were to pick out in a lineup, like, hey, we're going to put some money on people uh, doing a cycling race. And you have me. I, I would consider myself to be in shape. I I have some, some muscles, some veins popping out of my, my forearms. And then standing next to me is going to be a little Chinese lady in her 60s. And she's a five foot one. <laughs> Who's going to win in a race? Hey, well, you know, if you put your money on me, sorry. You're going to be losing some money that day. Because, man, I was getting passed up by all sorts of people. Big people, tall people, small people, fat people, skinny people, short people, old people, young people. But at the same time, I was passing up all of those people too. So it was just an interesting perspective to be on. To see just the wide range of people being passed up, passing me up. Seeing some people who were struggling, you know, people with muscles, and I was just, hey, blown right past them. I don't know, it's it's weird. And that insight and knowledge and the exposure to life's situations and circumstances, you know, that's something that, that can't be bought. You really need to go out and see it for yourself And then not only do you need to see it for yourself, but you need to be on the same wavelength as them. Like, for example, I was putting in the work. I was being physically exerted. I was using energy. And, you know, by by my own estimation, I was putting in some some good work. I was bearing down. I was gritting. I was pushing. I was doing my best. And then somebody to pass me up and they're just sitting upright doesn't even look like they're pedaling hard, but their bike is just moving fast. So I'm like, man, how hard are they pushing on, on the pedals? Is my bike slower than everybody's? Do I have the wrong bike? Am I even trying? There were just so many questions that still remain unanswered. I will never know. Um, it, it has made me contemplate the fact of hey maybe i'm not trying hard enough maybe i'm not bearing down hard enough maybe i'm not going deep into my pain cave it's like ah man i I don't know i really don't know because i would like for a scientist (laughs) i want a scientist to tell me how can a older bigger woman and when you know when I say bigger, I, I, with all due respect, you know, a little bit on the thundery thigh type type side, all due respect, you know, it, they, they don't look like they have any muscle, but they're smoking me, man. I'm like, come on, how does this add up? It's frustrating because it's like, it leads me to believe, once again, I, I don't have it all figured out. It makes you humble. It makes you respect the the process. I, I I really stand in awe and amazement when I see, you know, these older people, you know, men, women, whoever. They're obviously in their late 50s, 60s, probably in their 70s, and I'm just barely passing them up 
on the bike is like, man, you've been ahead of me for this entire time. For example, you know, once again, uh, uh, we're, we're deep on the bike course. And we had already made the turnaround. So we're, I don't know, maybe like mile 28, 29, 30. And we're coming back. And I see this this little figure. And I'm going to attribute it to being a female because, you know, she had on the the pink tricolor kit uh, with, you know, uh, varying colors of purple and different hues of pink. She was matching her bike. And, you know, a tiny little figure. And I'm just slowly, you know, I'm not, you know, racing her or trying to pass her up or anything like that. I just happen to slowly gain on her and pass her up. And I look over to the side and I, you know, first of all, the people who were passing me up and the people that I was passing up, I would, you know, give them a a compliment, say a little joke or something, just whatever. Grant them a, a, a smile. So I was planning on doing the same thing to this person. After all, it was, you know. It was just her and I out there. There was no one really in front of us or behind us. There was a, a, a good little gap. So there I am creeping up on her. And as I get you know right right up next to her, I, I noticed, man, a little old oriental lady, Chinese lady, Asian lady. I, I, I couldn't really tell. She had to be in her 60s. And she had strong legs. And she's tucked in her arrow position. She has on her helmet, her glasses, and she is just, man, making her way. And I'm like, hey, sister, you are fast. (laughs) You are very strong. And then she was like, you two, keep going. Have fun. I was like, man, incredible. Wherever that lady is, I hope she's having a great day. I hope she PR'd. I hope that she was able to influence and inspire other people who saw her there because the amount of like positive energy that I got from seeing her, it, it, it thrilled me. And it really made me humble just to know that there's people out there that exist like her. And, you know, there's the, the hope for everybody to age with grace and to age with a mindset of can do because when I was growing up the only thing that I had to look forward to was you know uh, I don't know binge drinking with more cousins I, I didn't have any really physically fit people in my life to model that behavior so as I understood in my younger years in my 20s it was like hey when you're in in your 20s that's as good as it gets everything is downhill from there i had the the fat out of shape 30 year olds they would tell me like hey wait till you're my age you're not going to be able to go to the gym anymore you're not going to have the energy and they would pat on their bellies and everyone would laugh ha 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 yeah so funny right and then after i got married you know, i i was married when i was 29 28 or 29 and they would tell me hey well now that you're married and you're about to be 30s you're not gonna have time to go to the gym anymore might as well give it up now and be like me once again patting on their their big pot bellies and everybody laughing ha 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 once again you know there's no one in shape they're all just like that and then sure enough I get married I start the family. Oh, and then once the kids come along, oh, 
I I had my son when I was 30. And then everyone was like, oh, you're really not going to have time anymore. Kiss those days goodbye. And I was like, you know what? Nope, I rebuke all of that because you know what? Guess what? Um, Before I jumped into this endurance world with marathons and uh, doing Ironman triathlons, I was in the gym and I would see older people in the gym. And I, I was like, you know what? One thing that separates these older people who are in the gym from the people who are in my life is that they take care of themselves. They're lifting weights. They're getting sweaty. They're grunting. They're pumping themselves up. And they're uh, man, just getting after it. And so I declared back back in my you know formative 20s, my, my, my early and mid-20s, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be like these older people. And uh, to, you know, run these marathons and see people in their 60s running marathons. There was this one, you know, I I will never forget it. It was this last marathon where I PR'd. I ran 26.2 miles in 3 hours and 35 minutes. A great time. And we're going up this hill. And, and you know, there's a lot of hills in the San Francisco marathon. And we're, we're charging up this hill. And I hear like, you know, someone's footstep, uh, someone's footsteps, their cadence, just slowly creeping up on me. I'm like, clip, clap, clip, clap. And we're just chugging up this hill. And then that person, they get in my peripheral. I look over and it looked like father time. This dude had to be 60, 65. And he had a long, flowy beard. He had on extremely short shorts, which revealed his muscly legs. And like I said, he looked like Father Time and he beat me going up that hill. Now, once again, it makes me question myself. Am I going hard enough? Am I digging deep enough? Am I being a little biatch? I don't know what that means. I need to do some more research, some more soul searching, some more digging, some more looking at myself in the mirror to find out, you know, if I can come as close to an answer as possible because I don't know. I'm ignorant to to the fact of how people do it. I I know that the path that I'm on, you know, those answers will slowly be revealed to me. And if I'm blessed enough to, you know, venture out into old age, I hope to be one of those super strong people passing up young 20, 30, 40 year olds on whatever course that I'm running. And then they're going to be looking at me. And they're going to be like, man, how's this old guy passing me up? And I'm just going to be like, oh, that's right. You damn right. You're going to learn today, young buck. And boom, I'm just off. Now, prior to, to getting to the turnaround, you know, these pros, they're super fast, right? They bang out the swim in 20 minutes. They sprint to the transition. They hop on their bikes and they just blast off. And now I was on probably, I don't know, maybe mile 10 on the bike. And we're starting to, starting to you know, get away from the city and into the more like Highway 1 isolation type deal. And then all of a sudden I see some guy, so, some little oriental dude, looked like he was shot out of a freaking gun, just tucked in his arrow position. He's already coming back. And he's about to be finishing up and he's going to be going off onto the run, sprinting all the way to the finish. And it blows my mind to see those people as well. So once again, my mind is just being blown 
all day long from seeing the the people who you would never imagine to do an Ironman and they're out there doing it and then to see this guy who shot out of a cannon leading the bikes and he is just on a whole nether realm a whole nether level it's like man and hey here I am just a dude from Livermore trying to you know step out of my own comfort zone and once again you know, it is a race, but ultimately we're racing ourselves. And I am just along for the journey. I'm along to learn, or I am along this journey to learn whatever the journey has its lessons in store for me. Whatever those lessons are, I'm open to to receive a lesson to learn. Now, what I learned along this Ironman journey. You know, are the things that I've already spoken about, but they might be completely different from what you learned going on this Ironman journey. Either way, you know, we all learn. Hopefully, we walked away with um, walked away with becoming a little bit of a better person, a more humble person. That is the main thing that I really walked away feeling was humble, humility, and you know, the further. The, the further acknowledgement that there's so much that I'm just unaware of and that I don't understand. But hey, man, there's an old saying that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And I went with my with my thinking cap on and I learned some lessons that day. I, I truly was amazed by all the people that I saw out there from the dudes who were, you know, killing it in the front to the people in the back it was a incredible experience i would recommend it to anybody just go and do it now the fastest hill that i was able to bomb down there there was multiple ones but i clocked in at 42 miles an hour which hey might as well be a thousand miles an hour when you're on a cycling bike now Luckily, there wasn't any crosswinds uh, because, man, I would have been getting blown blown sideways. Uh, last year in Ironman, California, man, there was gusts up to 50 miles an hour. And there was some times where, you know, the, the wind was impeding my forward progress and reducing my miles per hour all the way to like four, four or five miles per hour. And then... I would be hit with the crosswind and I felt like my damn front wheel was just going to be blown out from from under me. And that had to make made me or that made me really compensate and really focus and bear down where I was just like, sheesh. All right. OK, wind. I'm, I'm learning today. So luckily it wasn't um, there wasn't any crosswinds. The hills, they were fun. They were great. And it was a little bit of a. a a roller coaster going up the hills hey those were just as fun as going down the hills i had a great time i finished the cycling portion of the ironman triathlon in three hours 17 minutes and 57 seconds with an average speed of 70 miles per hour an average heart rate of 135 beats per minute which is that's like kind of on the cusp of zone two and zone three for me the total ascent was 2,608 feet. And you know, another little thing, man, I, I had to stop at every single aid station to 
relieve myself. I'm not there yet where I feel comfortable urinating on the bike. And you know what? That's probably one of the reasons why I would never be a world champion because I'm not going to pee on the bike. I'm, I'm going to take my, my middle of the pack or back of the pack status. I'm going to take that with pride and I'm going to go take a leak in a porta potty with dignity. Now, after the bike, hey, it's time for the run. So that was the bike course in a nutshell. I had a great cycling experience. Would recommend it to anybody. But hey, but that's not it. We still got the run. It's called the triathlon. Swim finished in 41 minutes. Bike, 3 hours and 17 minutes. The run. You know, when I reflect on my skill set as it pertains to the swim bike run, you know what? It was revealed to me that I am a better runner than cycling and overall better than, than swimming. So I guess running is my strong suit. You know, I've never been a runner anyways, but I've also come to realize that when you say you're not a runner or a swimmer or a biker, you know, that kind of puts in a, a little bit of a defeatist mindset. Um, but in all reality, I run much faster than I do in swimming and cycling. Like, for example, um, my stats as it pertains to um, marathons and tri- triathlons, I place much further ahead in a marathon. Like, for example, I think there was like 3,000 marathoners at this San Francisco marathon. And only about 500 people beat me. So, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm in the front pack right there. But within this Ironman, man, thousands. I, I think like 1,500 people beat me. And... One of the little humbling moments that I experienced was coming off the bike, out of the transition, and then into the run. Now, this is where I was like, all right, hey, it's time to, you know, pick up the pace a little bit. At least, you know, that's what I had hoped to set out to do. Now, at the transition, I quickly replenish with some electrolytes, throw down a little power bar, a gel, and then throw on my shoes, and I'm out on my way. I think I transitioned in like, I don't know, six minutes, which is fast for me because ideally I I like to, you know, kind of take my time for my body to recover for a quick minute or two for things to like flip over for the nutrients to absorb into my bloodstream and then, you know, all of those nutrients to be delivered to my muscles. And then so there I am, running out of the transition, and I see my family, uh, you know, not too far off, I don't know, within like, I don't know, 0.25 miles, and they're blowing their horns. You know, it was right at the, the, the base of that first hill. If you ran it, you know what I'm talking about. We were hit with the steep hill right off the bat. And then there I am. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to eat this one up for for lunch because I'm hungry. And I see my family once again, kiss my baby, high five my son, smack my wife on the booty, and I'm up and I'm going. But hey, maybe like five minutes after that, I start getting crampy. 
um, I don't know, maybe 10 cramps in my quads, in my hammies, in my glutes. I was like, ah, damn. Ah, sooky, sooky now. Here it comes, the pain cave. I was hoping to stave this off for later, but nevertheless, there I am, cramp city. So I tried to mentally willpower myself out of it, but unfortunately, that's not how the body works. Sometimes, you know, but for these particular cramps, I felt like Zeus or Thanos was having a infinity war all, all up in my legs. So my little run slash trot was downgraded to a herky-jerky walk where I was like, damn, here I am, you know, amongst hundreds of spectators, a bunch of participants, and I'm just internally dealing with cramps. I'm like, ah, damn. So I tried to walk it off for, I don't know, a minute, but a minute when you're dealing with excruciating cramps, that felt like an hour. So I was like, you know what, all right, let me try to suck back some more electrolytes and then I'm just you know walking enduring the cramps and then I'm like you know what I need to I need to pull off to the side and I need to you know stretch these things out and even while I was stretching like the cramps they were just firing and I would try to you know like do a little stretch and then the front part of my leg would spaz up and I'm like oh dang let me shake that one off and then I'd, I would try to stretch out the front part of my leg and then that my, my hamstring would start to spaz I was like oh dang for a second I just couldn't do anything and then so I thought to myself I was like you know what all right it's come to this I'm gonna have to walk 13 miles of of you know an Iron Man with crampy ass legs. And I was like, me, you know what? Go figure. Here I had an awesome full Iron Man race where, you know, I didn't experience any pain, no um, nausea, no belly discomfort, no nothing. I had a beautiful Iron Man race back in October. And here I am, you know, with crampy ass legs on a half Iron Man. I was like, all right, whatever, you know, it is what it is. This happens to the best of us. And, you know, once again, the intangible assets that you learn along the way of the Iron Man journey, you know, someone with a more feeble mind, someone who doesn't have the mental fortitude or the resilience to get back up when they're knocked down, hey, they would have called it quits right there. They would have said like, hey, nope, never mind. I quit. These cramps are too much to endure. I'm done. They would have been calling their mommy come pick them up right next to the surf museum hey mom come pick me up but hey you know what my mom she passed away i don't have my mommy nor my daddy i'm an orphan so i was faced with some options one i could quit in which case i would have to face the (laughs) i don't know i i can't imagine what my son's face would look like if i you know came back hobbling with crampy legs and was like all right son daddy quit because i have cramps my son would have been like what for real no way or my wife or you know my four-year-old daughter now how would have that looked um i'm glad that i 
that I don't know what that expression looks like. Because, hey, your boy Ruby Rube, it's all about, you know, doing what you can, taking that one step forward, figuring it out, working with what you have, and going the distance. And by golly, I was going to be going that distance. Now, what I did was, you know, I, I stretched, I took some time, I sucked back some electrolytes, I ate a power bar, and it was only going to be a matter of time before my body once again absorbed those nutrients, replenished my body, and I was going to be up and at them in a few moments, but I just had to endure that little bit of time. Now, on average, hey, with fresh legs, I can run, you know, a six-minute, 45-second mile, you know, a seven-minute, 30-second mile for, you know, 10 miles, a nice easy pace of eight minutes and 11 seconds for 26 miles. But that first mile of the Ironman Santa Cruz, because of I'm going to attribute this to inadequate, um, uh, a inadequate nutritional game plan. And so that first mile took me 15 minutes. And I was like, man, you know, once again, you know, frustrated. I was like, why, why? <laughs> the 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 mind and the spirit wanted to sprint all the way to the end, but unfortunately, my glycogen muscle storage was depleted. My electrolytes, my sodium intake, it wasn't enough. And hey, you know, lesson learned. So I did exactly what I already described: ate, replenished, stretched, and then. Just after that, I figured it out. My body was able to recover pretty quickly. I had to run at a much slower pace. And ultimately, I had a great run after that little hiccup. And I was able to finish. Let's see. I finished the run in 2 hours, 29 minutes with an average heart rate of 136, which is going to be a low zone 2 for me. And my pace was 11 minutes, 18 seconds per mile, which is, you know, hey, that's that's very slow uh, for myself. And you know what? When you think about it, this is the the part of being humble. There's people out there who would love to have my pace or who would have loved to have that pace of 11 minutes, 18 seconds per mile for 13 miles. They would love that. But, you know, for me. You know, I was like, damn, I was, you know, frustrated, disappointed, but that's where the gratitude, the appreciation, the humility, that's where, you know, those intangible assets really start to come into fruition because, hey, you know what, I I could be, you know, in a hospital fighting a freaking brain tumor. I could be in a hospital at my children's bedside while they're dealing with whatever, but nah, hey, your boy Ruby Rubal's out there enduring an Ironman journey and as a result walked away with more than a medal more than some race day swag I was able to walk away with more confidence a healthy helping of humility gratitude with a deeper perspective on man you know just the human's indomitable spirit I have still so much to learn and you know as a lifelong learner you know, I just love learning. I love putting myself in situations where I'm going to learn some deep lessons that many people aren't going to be able to experience. And, 
If that is not worth the price of admission, then she's I, I don't know what is. Yep, I was able to do that run, knock it out, and here are my steps. I was bib number 1210. My finish time was 6 hours and 50 minutes with 12 seconds. I placed 168th out of 203 uh, for the males, 40 to 44. Uh, overall, 1,651 out of 2,154 participants. So, you know, compare this to my marathon running where only 500 people beat me out of, I don't know, over 3,000. I think that that is where my strength lies in in running. But hey, man, triathlons, they're fun, man. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy the Ironman community, the ethos, the lifestyle, the just the overall camaraderie. Man, the, the community is awesome. And that is why I, I love participating in these triathlons. I feel that it, it is not only good for me, it's good for my family. My son has been exposed to you know, people running marathons and that whole community from the old to the young to the fat to the skinny to the poor to the rich that whole marathon community and now he has been exposed to people doing ironmans and man that was just something that i was not even privy to back when i was his age growing up the only thing that i was primarily exposed to was binge drinking fighting violence alcohol abuse you know, just a bunch of just stupid stuff. It was uh, a huge case of the blind leading the blind. And now because I know better, you know, I'm no longer blind in many aspects that I was previously blind to. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm not a 100% enlightened individual. I still have blinders on, but I am looking forward to shedding those scales from my eyes so that I can get a better, more clear picture of how the world works, how I work. And because I have embarked on this journey, guess what? I'm going to be a better father, a better husband, a better role model for my family. And because we now know a better way of how to live, you know, no excuses no excuses. I guess that'll be it. Iron Man Santa Cruz 70.3 race recap is in the bag. If you made it to the end of this episode, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. If you were there and you participated in that race, hey, Leave me a little comment. I'm interested in connecting with you. Find out what you learned. If you're thinking about doing a Ironman or a marathon, I'm going to say, hey, go do it. I'm going to be the one to push you off that metaphorical cliff, nudge you just a little bit, and then, hey, bombs away. There you go. Off on your way. You're going to be towing that line before you even know it. That's it for today, Gathers of Strength. Until next time, it's onward, always onward.